What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. It's Friday, noon, central time. That means it's time for Cars on the Move, where we go live with Ty. We're talking about auctions, dealers, carriers, brokers, shipping. And today, we're talking about Condition Reports 360. That's our program for today. We've got special guest Craig Quisenberry from ACV Auctions, Rich Levine from Dignity Leadership Consulting, uh, please do feel like you can jump in the live chat, ask a question, share a thought about condition reports. Are they accurate enough? Here's what you may not know. You know, when you do a vehicle inspection, right, you're doing your part, and then the vehicle gets to the auction, and then somebody else does a condition report. Is it accurate? Is, it, is there a standard? Is there enough standards nationwide where uh, buyers and sellers can count on that condition report being accurate. I know that's a lot. Uh, we're, I'm, maybe we're asking too much, but it's important because with more digital sales, this is a big deal. Let's go ahead and check in with Ty, and he's going to help pick up the copy from there. Ty, what's up, man? Shelby. Show me. Come here for a second. Shelby. Yeah, show I'm us. at. Uh, can you see behind me? Yeah, man. America's Auto Auction, Kansas City, Missouri. Cool. This is my buddy Jay. What's up, man? And this hey. is Shelby's. Shelby, you're check-in, check-out. Yeah. And that's an important job. Mm -hmm. The check-in's really hard, right? That's a really important Not part. necessarily. Which is which is more important? Uh, I would probably say out. Because if you out. don't get the right car... Somebody's right going to steal it. It's good, yeah. And then good luck finding it. If How do we know who that guy was? You won't. You got a name and a number on cops, it. Unless the cops find it, you'll never get it back. Yeah, we don't want that. Thanks, Shelby. Yeah, no problem, man. Good to that see was you. a good one. Thanks. Good one. That yeah. was awesome. <clears throat> check I'm out. At, uh, more important than check in, maybe. Wow. True. Because well, once it leaves. Um, I'm at uh, America's Auto that. Auction, Kansas City, Missouri. They had the two, this week they had the two day sale event. They were shooting for 1,200 cars. They ended up with just over 1,500. And I believe it was over. 65 70% sale something like that so good numbers good crowd lots of cars still all around and I'm excited today for our guests I really am uh, yeah me love too love Craig I've got to spend time with Craig I met him at conferences that we go to trade shows yeah, Craig Rich I met Rich at a trade show yeah dignity rich. leadership and Rich's background is really rich and perfect for this so let's bring him on let's start yeah, talking about condition reports all right here we go all right so camera one please do help us wish a very warm welcome to our guest today on condition reports 360 craig can you see us and hear us okay i can can you see and hear me okay we can see you we can hear you do me a favor say hello introduce yourself to anyone that's not familiar with you and tell us a little bit more sure so i'm craig quisenberry i'm vice president of major accounts for acv uh, I am a third generation automotive retailer, so I'm not your, uh, no disrespect, I'm not your typical vendor person, okay? I, I grew up in this business. Grandpa worked for Henry Ford as a mobile service tech. Uh, th that's before they had service departments, by the way. Um, my parents were the youngest Toyota dealers in the nation, and I went in and, and went on my own to do my own retail thing, uh, later to join companies like Lithia running DCH, uh, Cooney Automotive Group and some other major groups as well. So uh, I'm very much a retail guy. So glad to be on the show. Wow. Thanks for joining wow. us, Craig. That's awesome. And wow. Rich, can you see us and hear us okay? Yes, sir. I'm here. 
All right, perfect. Please say hello, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more. Hello, Rich Levine. Um, I am the founder of Dignity Leadership Consulting, but we're working on Ty and I have been talking. I'm gonna branch off on this a little bit, but my passion is unlocking the potential of people in the auto remarketing industry. I've uh, been in the auctions for over 25 years as a seller for, the lend uh, for lenders, as an employee, as a third-party remarketer, um, and I love uh, fixing processes and trying to make things better. Perfect, okay. All right, so we got the introductions out of the way. Round two, uh, this is Condition Reports 360, brought to you by... <clears throat> Condition uh, Reports are us. That's right, all right, so, all right, here's what we wanna uh, do. Hold on, here's yes. what I wanna do. I wanna Perfect. start out with Take Rich, because I was talking to Rich, and Rich was telling me, yeah, what, Rich, what were those questions you were asking me the other day about, do I know, what, what was oh. it, do I know where a condition report comes from? Was that it? Well, yeah, it was kind of, we were talking about the history of a condition report, and so my question to you was, is whose responsibility is it for the accuracy of a condition report? I got the answer wrong, so can we ask Craig? Ooh. Oh, that's not that. That's a what a what a great opening question. Right. So that was that we call you call that in your industry a softball, right? Uh, my, my brother used to throw uh, fastballs or junk balls. I would say this might be more in that category. But um, boy, whose responsibility? Hey, let's face it. Whoever took responsibility to do their condition report, uh, if you're a company or an inspector, you own it. You put eyeballs on it, you walk around it, you should own it, the responsibility to. But Rich is disagreeing. Rich is saying, no, I don't think that's nope. true. <laughs> that's what my answer was. And I, he's like, nope. Rich is shaking me off like a catcher what behind you got, the mound. Rich, come so, on. so let's, let's this compare this to, to buying and selling a house. And perfect. the auction is the realtor. And then when you sell a house, you hire an inspector, right? But as the seller of the house, you write down all the declarations of what's in your house. The sure. inspector just tells you what's there. So when the deal is consummated, and if there's something that's wrong, who do they go after? They don't go after the inspector. They don't go after the, the realtor. They go after the seller. It's the seller's responsibility to make sure that the accuracy of the information disclosed truly represents what is being transacted. Mm. Two differing <laughs> opinions. You heard it live here today. On condition reports, three cents. That's why I love this because you come from the dealer side. I come from the seller side, from the bank side. And originally, mm -hmm. so if we turn back the clock and we go back to the late 1900s when I first started selling cars at the auction, um, the fleet lease process is, you know, is was a handwritten CR. Somebody at the auction took out a piece of paper with a picture of a car on it. It was never a truck, never an SUV. We talked about this a little earlier. Um, in the pregame warm-up, it was, it was a wireframe of a car, and they would put a line down if there was a scratch, they'd put an X if there was a dent, and then sure. somebody would say, oh, I think that's $250 dent, I think that's a $100 scratch or a $50 scratch, and they'd come up with this wild total. Okay, there's $2,200 of damage to this $3,000 car, and you're like, no, there's not. Um, and that's where the CR started, and then as we fast-forward you know, through today, so we went from hand, handwritten CRs, property of the seller, we could never, as a lender or working at the auction, you never gave that CR out. It was forbidden. You could not give away that CR, but it was our responsibility to make sure what was on that CR transcended to the declarations, the announcements on the block. 
Then lo and behold, in the early 2000s, along comes Auto IMS. They're, hey, we're going we're gonna to put CRs online to tie sellers and auctions together. But wait a minute, you're doing an analog CR on paper. So to get that digitally, somebody had to sit behind a computer and type in X's and lines and scratches to make it work. Well, then a couple years later, somebody gets the great idea of, hey, let's sell these things from the lane live and run it across the block. And then the sellers were like, but you can't use our condition report because that's ours. So we had to, as an auction, go hire a second CR writer to write a CR just for the online sale and then take digital photographs using one of those goofy cameras, hold the card out, stick it in the computer, upload it. And now here we are today where we've got apps and it's all included and it's all broken in and it's a pretty much seamless process. But it's, what's happened, I think, Craig, and you hit it spot on, is we've transcended from it was the seller's responsibility to now the belief that it's whoever's taking the photographs or the pictures or writing the CR on the device. But still, basically by tradition and arbitration guidelines, if you buy it through a traditional AAA auction, it's the seller's responsibility. That's what I was going to ask. So there we go. Arbitration <clears throat> guidelines. Yeah. There we go. And I think, you know, to add to what Rich said, I think that uh, he, is, he is correct. If there is things to be disclosed, that can't normally be seen or that the, the seller has knowledge of, they should disclose it, right? I mean, that's, that's transparent. And, and in today's industry, today's industry, people know how to fix things. They know how to get it done. And, and everybody, there are people who, who can maybe do the work for less. Uh, it doesn't really hurt the car, um, especially when people need cars. But arguably, cars have changed, right, Rich? I mean, yeah. since since yeah. this all started, I mean, there's cars that today, um, no matter how well experienced you are, you would have to have substantial knowledge of each and every manufacturer and each and every vehicle and iterative cycle of production build, uh, even within the same year sometimes, uh, both features, functions, but also known problems change. In fact, a good example is at ACV, not a plug here, but just just a fact, we have a solution called Copilot. And Copilot is a known library or a knowledge library, where is they inspect cars, our, our inspectors inspect cars. Um, it shares common problems. In other words, what are the top five problems with a Nissan Sentra 2014 through 2016? If you're a Ford dealer, do you know that? Or quite frankly, Unless you're a Nissan dealer, do you know that? And you may not even know it as a Nissan dealer. So this knowledge library, which is all digital, and it is virtual, so it updates itself as problems emerge, quite frankly, sometimes even faster than the manufacturers know. So it, it is interesting. It's all changing so quickly that I think the the knowledge and the awareness, um, certainly the, the skill sets, the skill sets out there at the dealers, still extremely high a lot of this they can figure out but also do they have the time to figure it out i mean they're working deals a lot of people are really busy a lot of people have to multitask today um it hasn't gotten easier since we've added computers at least that's what everybody's telling me so what's your thought well my thought is there's three pieces that go into this um and i call it the cat you got to be consistent you got to be accurate and you got to be transparent and as you increase those, your likelihood of trust with your buyer grows. And we all want happy customers. Yep. And scientifically, we can prove it out that trust 
equals happiness. So you want a happy customer? Okay, go back to your condition reports, make them more consistent, make them more accurate, and damn it, <laughs> make them transparent. Because what a lot of times what happens if we go way, let's turn back the way back time machine, and from the dealer's perspective, and getting dealers to write CRs is next to impossible, and here's why. They used to bring the car into the auction, and they would have a check-in card, and they'd write down on a piece of paper what they wanted announced, and they'd have to write it all down. They were responsible for that. But yeah. they didn't want to tell you. If you couldn't see it, you had to figure it out. But what did that do? That destroys trust. You were, I mean, I'm a, a, here's a great example. Mercedes-Benz <laughs> credit back in the day. And everybody's going to say, oh, it's Mercedes. That's why they brought so much. We did the Mercedes account at one of the auctions I worked at. And when we'd get their repos in, we could get the worst of the worst repos. But Mercedes-Benz made it a habit to be extremely transparent and accurate with their CRs that these junk repos would bring bank. And you could have another great seller, and I'll throw one out that's no longer um, in bit, well, I won't go back there, but there was a couple of lenders that had a lot of Mercedes in their portfolios. And they're like, how do you guys get this money for them? Because we tell them everything that's going on with the car. Yep. And like, well, that's against our policy. If they can't see it or hear it, we're not gonna tell them about it. Well, that's your problem. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, see, we had a show, I think this last Tuesday night, it might have been Sky Holman. <clears throat> we had a dealer in the group, and uh, he said something. I think I've heard him say, we've all heard it, but it, it goes like this. I'm a dealer, just tell me the truth. I'll, I, I'm a big boy. I can figure it out. I'm independent. I'm, I can navigate. I can, but I just need to know. So uh, this cat model that Rich just explained, uh, consistency, uh, a don't tell, uh, consistency. Hey, what was accuracy, it? Accuracy, transparency, accuracy, and transparency. Yeah, that's what it was. So, I thought, well, I've been around, and it was, I was laughing when Rich was telling that story. Well, it's up to you to figure out <laughs> the problem as the buyer. And we all know the shady wholesale guy, right? He doesn't want anybody to know. He just wants to get them and sell them and make all the money. So, I like this idea because it is it is a long game. And Rich, I believe, is right because I've seen guys wholesale guys. They're on the block. Okay, well, what's the block, Ty? This is the block. So here's the lane, right? This is the lane. There's a car here. It's coming through. Cars come through. Can you see it? Comes yep. through. It gets to right about here. The block. You've usually got an auctioneer. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, hey, Ty. You know, I'm from the digital space. So is this auction live right now or not? No. But I'm sorry. Were... I'm sorry. That was, I'm sorry. I you got me. Okay. It. I couldn't help it. Good job. <clears throat> <laughs> so anyway, on the block, uh, but back to these wholesale guys, this was the big event this week, by the way, the blowout. So remember I told you they were shooting for 1,200? They went over 15. That's huh? amazing. Good oh, job. Wow, that's cool. <clears throat> but anyway, the uh, wholesale guy, he's up here, and he's got relationships with all the guys that he sold cars to in this lane because it's his lane for the last 10 years. And he's got his buddy that he sells to, and they look at each other, and his, he's like, they got these signals, right? Don't yep. buy it or do buy it. This do buy, don't buy, whatever the signal is. And then <clears throat> through that, Rich, what do you say? I thought I said, well, that's kind of transparent, isn't it? And Rich is like, not really. No. <laughs> Every time, Rich is always busting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, transparent with only the people that are in the group, and then it's an inclusive or an exclusive group, inclusive group, not exclusive. Right. But you've got it. I mean, just tell the people what you've got and. You know, if you're a dealer and you're looking to sell cars, whether it be on the digital platform or the online platform, tell them everything you know yes. about that car and build up that trust and that relationship because guess what? 
they're going to continue to come back to you if they're honest. And next thing you know, your prices are going to go up because you've built loyalty. Yeah. And Rich, you're exactly right. You know, because I've I've sold cars, obviously, both digitally and in the physical. And I, and I can tell you when when I was running groups and we ran cars in the physical lane, we would even put the inspection. We would take the service inspection and tape what we found to the windshield of the car so that the buyers knew here's why we're sending it or here's what we found when you know maybe we didn't want to keep the car but here's what we found when we inspected it uh we wanted to be totally transparent and as a dealer as a big dealer if you found something and and you were gonna i just took the car back i i, I didn't have any interest in you having any headache um which i you know that's actually what we do at acb that's why i have a 10-day auction guarantee that you don't have to pay for because uh, you shouldn't have to pay for it. That's, you know, if we inspected it, we should just take it back. But, you know, the reality is that trust and transparency, that's what drives best sell-through results. You know, if you want to be a great, if you want to get all the money, you want to sell all your cars, build a great buyer base. And the way you do that is through trust and transparency. Seems counterintuitive. To, right, to some business models. I was going to say, what's interesting, too, we learned that Rapid Recon, uh, they, in their system, and I'm sure others, they will put the repairs, what the work has been done, also mm -hmm. listed with yep. the vehicle, which is pretty cool. That does also build that well, kind of trust. Um, Craig touched on something really critical here, and he said when he put that list in the windshield, it mm -hmm. did one other thing that he didn't mention that goes straight to my mind. It tells me why he chose not to retail that car, yep. because every buyer in the lane looks at a car and relies on these disclosures. And if it's not disclosed, they scratch their head and say, well, this looks like a really nice car, but why did Craig not want to retail yep. it? What's the problem here? Yep. And now you got this whole game of, I don't know, so I'm not going to bid as high because I don't know what, what the mm -hmm. problem is. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. Okay, so we've we've kind of started out. What what where did the condition report come from and why? Which I, I felt like I've been in this for 23 years. And when Rich kind of slapped me around there, I was like, Wow. Well, you you never stop learning in the car business, right? Uh, so as it's evolved, we we started out with the wireframe uh, on a piece of paper. Then we've now we've gradually moved to uh, Rich. I forgot about Rich. You know, you take the pictures and then pull the the chip or whatever the sd thing. card yeah SD and, you're card. Running across <laughs> and it falls in the oil and then everyone looks at each other yeah what the now we've gone to everybody's got it on their phone and uh so i think do we have some kind of tech like current like what are we yeah. doing today take a look right at some now. monk you want to talk about yeah, monk for a second? i want to see talk some about monk. monk yeah let's do okay. it let's talk about ai yeah 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 there right. we go what do we got do we want to show it and talk well, let's jump and let's dive let's right in let's right? show it first sure. yeah i think uh, show it first. all right cool and we might even talk about well, that yeah and we should hey we should talk about you know i mean there's more than just monk out there so. oh yeah let's yeah. do it well and that's what we're here for is to you know full disclosure c-a-t-d right actually i added yeah. the d rich now i want to add a t make it a c-a-t-t because uh, uh craig just said or yeah, i think it was craig trust you got the transparency. Yeah. Oh. If you do the transparency, okay. then you gain the trust. So okay, I then like it's C-A-T-T. C-A-T-T-D. Uh, so consistency, accuracy, transparency, trust, damn it. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, and roll video. Here we go. This is... Oh, wait. First, this is from yeah, last week. 
Let's yeah, this is from last week. This is an example of Inspect Labs uh 360 walk around. Now in the mm -hmm. in the lower right hand corner you can see the guidance for the user to make sure you get full 360 and it's green if you got it. And uh yeah, good point. This is this is more like what you're going to find in reality. Yep. Uh, except there's no tree wrapped around it. That's the only thing missing. True. Love the debris on the car. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm sure that was added for full sure, effect. Sure. I'm sure. They sell them dirty so they don't see all the scratches. <laughs> so, um, and what I also liked about, this is from last Friday's show, is that after the walk around, then I don't know the processing time, and which is also something we talked about, but that then it gives percentages of damage, types of damage, and percentage of accuracy of the damage. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. You don't see that on a condition report where the guy says, well, I'm pretty sure that's a dent. <laughs> I'm 76% sure that's a dent. And that's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so now let's take a look at, yeah, the Monk AI. Uh, let's see here. Where did I put that at? Okay, here we go. And uh, if you want to walk us through this. Right. Yeah, so so pretty simple. I mean, you can you can run this on a mobile device. Obviously, um, it's going to wireframe and set up uh, based off the scan of the VIN. So you're going to see him. Uh, this is Stan, one of our our folks there in in France uh, with Monk, the company that where they started it. Uh, he'll scan it, and it's going to wireframe the car by VIN. So the actual wireframe matches the vehicle that you're walking around now. He's actually just walking around shooting a video. It's just continuous, much like you saw in the other product. Um, the difference is that this is very fast. I mean, they, they, just as you saw, the other was quick, but you also can go to the inside of the car now, right? And start capturing the inside as well as the outside. And much like um, the product that you just saw, it's going to render at that point what the damage is and what was recorded, not video recorded, but actually notated. So you see the bumper, um, there may be existing or pre-existing, pre-existing damage on the car that Monk is capturing. And it's capturing it through either scratches that it's observing. And in fact, when, when we've done some of these, Monk has picked up scratches I didn't even see, quite frankly. Um, and that lower <laughs> undercarriage damage that oftentimes can get missed. But it's also looking for paint reflection, reflection where it's saying, hey, this panel uh, maybe color-wise matches, but the actual paint is has been redone. Um, so it's going a little further than, that's why you see different shaded colored areas. Uh, and then it's gonna notate, you know, here's what you have, here's what you see. It'll create a report uh, with multiple pages, both with the images, um, what Monk reported and the actual damage. So. Um, they're currently being used uh, in Europe. Uh, that's where they started by Toyota. You know, they're using it with Toyota Motor Company, Stellantis, and some others. And we're bringing the stateside. You're going to start seeing this very, very commonly used stateside uh, as we come into Q3 here uh, and Q4 and, of course, later into next year. Wow. So just oh. for perspective, yeah, 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, we were talking early days. Yep. That is much different. Yeah, it, it truly is, you know, wow. and, and again, 
AI is, you know, we, we've all heard about GPT chat and all these other AI solutions coming out. Um, they are game changer. I mean, they really are. They're, they're fast, they're efficient. Most importantly though, they're recording, not, and, and I want you to think video, but they're capturing and recording the information that can be used later as opposed to a note, as opposed to someone's thoughts on what they saw or didn't see. Um, it, it's more robust and certainly you know, can be used more long-term, well, uh, not, not just for repair, but hey, you know, you took that car and it had a dent. No, it didn't. Well, yeah, it did. But also take the application and think about new car deliveries. I mean, because in transport, that's that's significant. You're dropping off new cars and new cars and new cars. Reported damage, right? Reporting and capturing damage in real time that can be transmitted to the dealer or transmitted to the manufacturer uh, or the shipper. You know, the sender, original sender. So this this really does change the industry in a lot of ways. There's many ways we could go right now, but I don't want to forget to say, is this why we're seeing so many various industry solutions right now? From handheld to yep. big device. I don't know how to end that thought other than it's hard for it's hard for the average user, I think, to feel recognize what what, what should we go with? What should we do? So Yeah. So let's jump back to the consistency piece of it. And that is that there is really no set standard for what a condition report is when you're reselling an automobile. Mm -hmm. Until there's like, so like, we'll go back to my example of selling your house. There is a society of home inspectors or a group or national association where they have to hit a certain number of standards in order to comply. And realtors will only hire them. Now, when it comes to writing CRs at the auctions, it's the wild, wild west. It's whoever can come up with whatever they think is the best version to go forward with, and then that's what gets put out. And then it's 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 the wild wild west. I don't know how else to describe it. So okay, so then is one of the one of the factors that will dictate the wild west uh, return on investment? Yeah. Right. Because if you're spending, this is one of the things you could spend a lot of money on a really big solution, but is there a return on investment on that? Well, does it does it stop your arbitration rate? Does it make the customer right. happier? Do you sell more cars as a result of it? Those are a lot of the unknowns, but some of the traditional we have, and I'm speaking from a physical sales side of it, mm -hmm. is who writes the condition report? Traditionally, when it originally started, was a minimum wage employee that would just walk <clears throat> around a car yep. and put return an on investment, right? Low investment. What yep. what's there to lose? So we yep. pay some and arbitrations. They would hope they'd win it in the arbitration, or they yeah. just say. And back before you ever had certified cars in online sales, all this other stuff, the auction's position of arbitration was pretty easy. Either the seller took it back or the buyer was stuck with the car. And there was, that was the end of the story. There was not a lot of this, well, we'll go ahead and inherit the car because we inspected it or whatever. Now you've got that. And I think when Craig was touching, well, it's whoever wrote the CR. And there's a lot of responsibility on that now. And mm -hmm. does this AI technology help? Um, solidify that responsibility to say, hey, I've got a better CR. I can stand behind this. Well, and Rich, you know, here's a, here's a fun thing now, and, and we, won't, we won't have time to go into this. Maybe it becomes a part two, right? Uh, part two of, of the show brought to you by Athletic Brewing. No, Perfect. I'm kidding. Yes. Um, <laughs> my friends at Athletic Brewing. No. Yeah, um, right on. So, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> be an after this is good. After, after hour show. But, yeah. uh, 
You know, one of the products that we invented or a solution we invented is called Apex. Okay, now Apex. I'm going to bring this up not as a plug, but this is this is yet another thing. Apex does a whole lot of things. It measures vibration in the vehicle. It measures vibration in the engine. Uh, you know, think think cam phasers and things that cause an engine to do certain things. But then again, compared to hundreds of thousands of other engines for the same year. But Apex smells. No, the product doesn't smell. The the product actually smells the inside of the car, and the inside Apex of the Apex smells terrible. No, then yeah, I yeah, think exactly. I, I, have I seen Doug Hatton talking about this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Now, now yeah. think about think about this because again, I'm a retail guy. I've bought hundreds of thousands of cars. You, you when do you you know you buy a car and you forgot to stick your head in the window, or open it up and go, oh my gosh, what does that smell? Who died in this thing? Right? Um, Apex actually detects that both in terms of pet, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, you know, all the way through and categorizes. It. So as we see more solutions, whether it's Apex, whether it's uh, scanning the undercarriage of the car with virtual lift, you know, it, it just changes the, the um, condition report. And to your point, Rich, who wrote it? Well, in these cases, yeah, a person did the inspection, but the actual creation of the condition report is becoming more about AI. It's becoming more about what's being captured and reported by these digital devices. It, which is interesting because now, so now the human, I'm assuming there's still a human for a while. Oh, of course. I know, I was talk dangerous like that. Yep. Um, what, oh, is he, that's Apex smelling the car. <laughs> um, so as the, so now the human is the operator rather than the quality control. And that can be a good symbiotic relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, it is interesting to, when you consider, okay, as you start to use the AI nationwide, globally, whatever the region, as the database grows, it's just going to get better. There's no way yeah. the human eye can compete with that. Yeah. And that is true. You know, I think, you know, when you look at these mobile devices, the way they're built today, um, it, it, what they can capture and do in, in both video and photography, or even sound. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of a lot of broadcasters are using mobile devices instead of big commercial cameras now. So the quality is—is is that what you're using, Ty? It's my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that. It's it, you know what's crazy? I I bought an iPad recently instead of a camera. Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah. Right. Right. It's crazy. It's awesome. <clears throat> Rich, you were talking about it. Uh, you kind of got a little excited because you're saying like the guy that they're paying, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks an hour to do the CR. Maybe they could either train him better. What are you saying? Because you got you get kind of excited about that part. <laughs> well, I'm saying traditionally they've always the mindset from the physical auction side has been that's that's a low cost, low investment project or piece of the car, or piece of the selling process. Um, and if they, I don't know what they're thinking if they get too too far invested in. But at the end of the day, and I think some of these CR writers are probably going to say, oh oh gosh, AI is going to replace me. No, a human being is still going to have to run the phone, run the technology. And at the end of the day. When the car sells, it's still human-to-human -human interaction. It's not a robot from buying a car from another robot and then letting the robots talk through AI to, de to determine whether or not you want the car. 
So to me, it comes down to that human element and how can we help these CR writers at the auctions become, like I say with leadership, become a better version of themselves. How can we help them use this technology to become better CR writers and perform a better product that's gonna keep cars out of your arbitration? I think the goal should be, let's not replace condition report writers, let's replace the arbitrators, the arbitration department. You know how many headaches would go away at an auction with mm. that? Craig, I'm sure you would, you would probably say, yeah, that's a better deal. Yeah, well, to note, I love our arbitration people. So if they're watching- I love people, so. I, big, big, big love to you folks, okay? So, uh, but no, you are right. I mean, it, it, this does change arbitration. And as these tools that we're looking at, because we're talking about auction right now, and, you know, and, and how this impacts the industry and transport, but these tools are also gonna become common, like very fast before we even, hard, literally almost before we finish this live airing, these tools are gonna to be in the hands of consumers doing their own inspections, their own condition reports at the same quality and level because of the tools, because of AI, because of the built-in knowledge that these tools have that we already do today at auctions. And that's gonna be quite significantly different too. Game changer, somebody invents an app. Let's take uh, the one you showed earlier, Monk or Inspection Labs, put that in the hand of the buyer that's at the auction. He walks around and does his own CR. He yep. quits looking at the auction CR altogether and then yep. makes his own determination on whether or not he wants to buy the car. There you go. That's what I would be afraid of if I were in the, I'm not in the wholesale market. To, <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> But that's what I'd be afraid of because what's gonna happen is it's gonna be a major disruptor. I mean, look what happened to Polaroid cameras. Who disrupted them? A cell yep. phone provider, yep. right? Um, it's gonna be the same type of thing. The disruption's gonna come mm -hmm. from outside of, whether it's digital that, auctions or- That Polaroid, or, when you talk about Polaroid and what happened to Kodak, it's a wild thing, right, to think. <laughs> um, I just wanna share these documents before we go in that, um, these uh, PDFs, here's one, the NAAA generic condition report position statement that gets into, what are we looking at here? The criteria of a condition report? So they're basically saying that what, what the generic pieces are that, are, that must be included, uh, and then the generic pieces that are not included. So ah. they're trying to be transparent. Um, although, I think by trying to be transparent, they've missed the boat on some of the stuff. And if you looked, it said 2016. Um, technology has changed the way CRs are written since 2016. That's seven years ago, if my math is right. Eight years ago. We've, we've come a long ways in eight mm. years. A long ways. So, so look at some of these second. So obviously you got the odometer, the major stuff up front. But, but even when you look at cosmetic, you know, the visible exterior damage, um, the, what is the condition of visible exterior damage if there is damage, but it's hidden? In other words, it's been repainted or repaired. Um, well, now today that can be detected and unpacked. But if you go to that secondary category, um, mechanical issues within the engine transmission drivetrain, electrical issues. I mean, cars are full of electronics. And quite frankly, some of the electronics now are subscription-based. In other words, your heated seats may work, but you also may have to pay monthly to have your heated seats. So who knows? Wow, that's a great point. 
Uh, I also want to bring up on the grading scale, because this is pretty fascinating. You don't have to know much to be able to see what they're getting at. Grade 5, right? Excellent condition. Where, where do vehicles fall? <laughs> Who wants to talk about the grading scale? I want to talk about grading. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Who here... Okay. I'll, I'll just show of hands. Who here has bought a significant other a diamond ring? Anybody? Okay. Even if you're not with them today, I'll, I'll, I'll even open it up. Even if Thank you're not you. <laughs> there you go. Because I did. I, I, I actually was involved in the looking at and purchase of a very nice ring. And I learned a lot at that time. Okay. But yeah. here's my question. Yeah. Would you buy, would any of us buy any type of jewelry, but we'll just say stick with a diamond ring. Would you buy a diamond ring if someone come up and said, hey, I got this beautiful VS1 for you, okay? And, and here it is, and that's all they told you. They never told you anymore. It's a VS1. They're not going to tell you the clarity. The answer is They're no. Not gonna, yeah, Do right. not buy that ring. Yeah. So, so why would we look at a car, an asset, that arguably is as expensive or even more expensive, depends on your wife or, or spouse or significant other, but why would we hang everything on a single point grade, one point grade, wow. on an object or an asset that's more expensive than a lot of diamond jewelry rings? Such a great analogy. That was awesome. Because you, I mean, you nailed it. Yeah. Well, it also goes back to that accuracy and consistency thing I talked about earlier. Certain dealerships, new car stores, won't buy cars that are below, let's say, a 2.0. You know, mm -hmm. if the grade comes out below that, well, if you got a rider that writes, let's call it writes heavy, adds a lot of extra damage to the car, you've just removed that car yep. from your possible list of potential buyers. Yeah. And if you ride it too light and you get a junk car and they're going to come back and go, well, we're going to quit coming to your auction because you ride the cars too light and we can't afford to have this many losses. So we're out of here. Now you've lost a great new car store. Very true. <clears throat> and this guy, and you're right, and, and this person, what, you're, 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 you know, who I don't want to get into wages and whatnot, but it's interesting how uh, sometimes something that is so valuable in our business, we don't, we haven't thought through how they're affecting the customers, the sales, and overall uh, view of, of, of the quality that we're in, in a certain area. So the, this is, I mean, this yeah. will really will to, technology is going to take out many of these debatable factors. It would be actually, it's got to be exciting to be involved with the great AI inspection technology. It's, well, I can tell you on my side, it's fascinating, right? I mean, every time I, I think we've kind of went to some new place, it's almost like multiple doors open and now we're moving into something much bigger, <clears throat> something more robust. But here's here's the bottom line. It all of this, they're tools, right? And and I think you said it best. There's always going to be a human behind this. There's always going to be someone that has to operate, manage, oversee, double check, inspect what these tools are bringing us. But what they are doing is they are making the whole process more efficient. They're making it more uniform, more consistent regardless where you are, or who you are. And they're bringing information that we didn't have before, whether you're a dealer, whether you're a used car manager, whether you're a consumer. And, and all of this, Rich, goes right back to your point, transparency. And 
there is the dot 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 which leads us to part two. Part two. If we that if we good. so choose, if we so choose. <clears throat> Brought to you uh, by I'm Athletic Athletic. Make it happen. My boys at Athletic Brewing are gonna love me. Yeah. Heck yeah, All right, Grace. Job. So we can be expecting a case in the mail. That's awesome. Uh, 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 we have a convention coming up soon. I think we'll be really? out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. that perfect segue. There we'll we be go. At NIADA next week. There we go. And I'll meet you over some athletics. There you go. Yep. That'll right. work. Very good. Hey, Very Craig. Good. Before we let you go, uh, do you still need VCI guys? We always are looking for VCIs. We are growing, literally, ACV just keeps growing and growing and growing. And our backbone to our whole company is vehicle condition inspectors. So, yes. Hey, vehicle what, condition inspectors. Go ahead, Rich. No, I was going to ask, what's a VCI? Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. If you know, yeah. you're in. If you don't, you're out. And I'm That's out. True. So, what's a VCI? I only know a CR rider. Vehicle condition inspector. So, so I, what the, what is the difference between a condition what did you call it? A condition inspect? CR a condition writer? Report writer? A CR writer. Okay, a condition yeah. report uh, writer, I guess. That'd be what, a CRW? Uh, Never so, been called that. There you go. So a VCI, look, a VCI is an inspector. They're, they're, um, they're writing a condition report. In essence, it's being assimilated through a process that they're doing. Um, obviously, they're doing a, a very thorough uh, inspection on the vehicle. Um, and it is a very consistent process is driven again, completely through a mobile device, iPhone type product. Um, it actually is an iPhone. And you know, that builds or curates all the information to what will become the condition report. So, yeah. So, and my only question back to that is you talked a lot about process. You talked a lot about things. There's one thing that I preach all the time. The most important aspect of all this is the individual that's performing the yep. work. Yep. People are people are the most important part of any company. And at ACV, our people are it, man. They You've are got some all great rock people stars. there. We I do know a They're, couple of them. They are all rock stars. And one of them was just texting with you because I got a text. Oh, while no. we're doing this from someone that you and I commonly know. And he happens to actually work at ACV. So, well, he happened right. to work with me for a while. So I taught him a lot of what he knows. No. Actually, it's really uh, maybe maybe everything. Wow. I don't know. Actually, actually I'll take. I'll go. I'm going to go back on that statement. He taught me a lot about, about the dealer sales segment because That's I'm an operations guy. Right you can hear my passion in CRs and getting good. these things done accurately. I'll introduce you to my gang real quick. That gentleman was hey, good with sales. We've got a hey Hello, buddy here. breaking Here's news. My hey buddy, you do. Okay. Yeah, this Ty, is my buddy got? Jay. This hey, is Jay. Thomas. Hey, Jay, how you doing? He's a hey. CR writer. Yes. He's oh, a CR. Oh, get out of town. And guess what? This is crazy. This is Craig Fisenberry with ACV. This is Rich. He's an auction guy, right? Dignity okay. leadership. But anyway, okay. I was telling Thomas that we were talking about CRs, and he's like, oh, do you know that one guy down in Odessa, Dallas? Do you know that one guy? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Then eventually it was Matt Arias. Yeah. He's gone oh, to wow. training with we Matt Arias. No Matt jokes. Arias. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I have. That's awesome. Thomas. Hey, where is Matt Arias these that's what days? We, we wanted to He's know with too. ACV. Oh, that's right. He's oh, with ACV. What the... <laughs> Matt, Matt's with ACV now. Oh. And this is this guy here, Craig. He's with ACV. Okay. So okay. we got ACV at America's. It's weird. Okay. No, we're just having fun. 
But uh, tell us the one you told me. You're like, yeah, he taught me this one trick. The tips that, uh, trick. that he uh, taught me was to, uh, when looking for hail, to the best way to try to spot it is to look from an angle and, and mm-hmm. at different angles on the hood. Like hood, for example, look on the hood and, and kind of gun it down at an angle, and, and sometimes it'll pop yeah. out at you a lot faster than than if you just look like straight at it and stuff. Thomas, so. and you've been doing this for a while. I'm uh, going on five years, actually. Five. I've been doing And yes. Mark, I met Mark earlier. He did nine years. That's what he said, anyway. Oh, well, yeah, Mark, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our, 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 that's well. a lot yeah, of I've cars. Been, five I've years? Yeah. They do. Been, been doing this for five years. So. It's, uh, it's Thomas, That right? was in reconditioning. Yeah, before. Thomas. Thomas. All right, so Thomas, here's a little so, trick I learned. Rich is asking you. I believe from my secret. Matt Arias as well. When you take a picture of a car that has damage in it, Try to get a reflection of the parking stripe line in it because when you start to see the line wave, you know the pen is no longer straight. Very true. Nice tip of the day. That makes a lot of sense. This is carpooler. Hi. Connie, the carpooler. Auctions are ecosystems. She knows the So dealerships, right? She knows it really well. Yeah, All Thomas part of a larger galactic yeah, ecosystem. That's been you, gentlemen. Yeah, so Thomas has to get back out there. They did a, yeah, 243 was the record this last week for yeah, this week. So did, uh, 243 in one day. One day. That's what happens when you have a promo sale. Uh, <laughs> wow. Giving away golf type stuff. You, uh, golf. All right, golf. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of, yeah, sense. People are interested in a lot of dealers, too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, they love free stuff. I mean, Every, you know. Look at everybody he's got yeah, in there. We had, we had a good pool house. It's like a movie set. This is awesome. Awesome. We love him at the auction. Wow, great job. That was an awesome. Hey, buddy. All right. I know we've kept you guys longer than expected this has been awesome i would love to see Great us show. come back for a part two yeah uh, well hang we on wait a minute t- yo there's more craig was uh craig i think the last time you and i sat down we were at uh i don't remember digital uh, auto intel summit i think and anyway you yeah, were getting ready right. to tell me something about techs were you get? are you cooking up something with technicians with technicians um yeah. I yes i don't know but- if i heard you right or not yeah, Ty, that is a great topic for another show. Ooh, part okay, two. Okay. That be, that's why I threw it so, out there. Because well, it's a should... teaser. It's a teaser. Ooh. So everybody, so let's all make some notes and think about. Uh, okay, what, when do you want to put the next one together, I'm thinking, Craig? Uh, is, uh, do you like August? It gives well, us plenty well, of time. Well, we're all going to be together next week, so we can oh, yeah, sit, we'll and sit down and figure okay. that out. Yeah. So we'll look at like late July yeah. or August, and yep. um, this would be this is great. So, you yeah. know, and maybe there maybe there is room for a little bit of sponsorship in there somewhere. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, but awesome, you know, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much, Craig, Quisenberry, ACV Auctions, Rich Levine. Uh, Dignity Leadership Consulting. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. This was an awesome Condition Reports 360. Great show, everybody. Thanks, Jay. Well, Thanks, thank everybody. you all. Thank you. I appreciate Bye. it. Thank you. We'll see you at NIADA. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you so much. And boom, I'm going to end the meeting right there. It's always you know, a little rocky, uh, rocky landing, but it's okay. There was a lot of information. So um, condition reports are, and here's the thing: we always know that we, you know, we confuse 
some folks that, that walk in and walk out, and that's cool. Uh, it's a party. Condition reports are important for buyers and sellers at the auction. And the transporter's thinking, yeah, but I don't deal in condition reports. I deal in vehicle inspections. The two are related. And as we move into more and more technology, I think they're going to be more and more connected. So that vehicle inspection is throughout time going to be more a part of the life of that car. That is my belief. We'll see as AI continues to develop. Candy, I see your question. What is your view on sharing information and owning that information? Do you see that being possible with AI? I think that's an interesting question. I don't fully understand it. But I do agree that, for example, AI is, if you go to ChatGPT, we talked about ChatGPT for a minute there. Check, check. Um, if you, if, by the way, how is the audience? Okay. Mike, I assumed it was good, but now I'm looking, now I'm thinking twice. Ah, what am I going to do? Um, if you go to ChatGPT and you ask it to write something, it's drawing, it's, it's collecting information from other places. What are those places? They could be your place. So is the AI borrowing from you? And this is where the copyright and the ownership... And actually, writers are going to be the ones at the forefront of the litigation of this. It's going to come up. I don't know. I don't know. It's a really good question. Stay tuned to that. Let me know what you find out. Maybe ask AI what it thinks. Ponder that over uh, enjoying the weekend. It's Father's Day on Sunday. Lots of working dads out there. Try to enjoy Sunday with the family and uh, or friends. Whoever you, uh, you know, is close to you. And um, we'll see you at NIADA all week long. Next week, NIADA, National Independent Auto Dealers Association in Las Vegas. We're there all week because dealers are well they're a central part of the automotive ecosystem and so we're going to go hang out with them learn a few things network and bring it to you live so stay tuned to ati auto business thank you so much for sticking with us really appreciate you have a good weekend take care stay safe <laughs>